Awareness Podcast with Nicole and John Allen. Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Awareness Podcast. This is part two of our chat with Annalise Kugler from My Joy Body. We had such a great time with her. We decided to continue. We thought we'd finished, but there was much more to say. And it was going to be a little add-on to what we had done. And then instead of editing, we just kept going. And the following episode is the result. So enjoy. And if there is more that you want to know, uh, you can visit myjoybody.com to see all of Annalise's offerings. And if there's anything else you wish to ask, feel free to get in touch. All the other information is in the show notes. But for now, uh, sit back and listen up. Here we are, we're back. We are back. We're back. Again. We got inspired. Yes, we did. So we decided to turn the mic back on. Mm, indeed. And we thought that um, <clears throat> we'd have a special little discussion uh, around uh, moving into this new year and this new time. You know, there is a newness at the beginning of the a two-two newness. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, sharing sharing around that, and we're going to start with our beautiful guest who's still here, Annalise, and her insights and something that kind of uh, I want to say triggered, but not really. She said, "I'd love to talk about the word reset." You know, mm-hmm. as we were speaking before about language, and this we hear a lot of this the great reset. You know, the kind mm-hmm. of new normal and all these things, and and some of it has quite a negative spin on it. And I think it would be really nice to reclaim that word and kind of start mm-hmm. there as we move into this this new um, year. And, and well, we have day. that we have that potential, right? Like to so so for me, deep state. You know, as mm-hmm. we said in the last little episode, deep state is that place in in. And meditation and reset is the space between breaths. Mm. You know, a reset is available to us at any stage, and and in that space, create a regeneration. Mm. Yeah, know? we um, we're following, watching, learning from um, a Buddhist teacher, who was like, "We're gonna we're gonna do this very very auspicious practice." It's called a one breath meditation. <laughs> and just gather all of the awareness, gather all of the the attention to one single breath. And he's like, it's the perfect reset. Can we do that with your with your yeah, listeners? Absolutely. And it's so empowering, eh? It's yeah. like you're just so much more there because you're like, well, it's gonna be over soon. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it. Yeah. So if, yeah, if, if you're up for it, if you're if you're ready for the vibe, if you're in a comfortable seat, if you're driving, maybe wait till the next red light. Maybe mm. hit pause. I don't know. Pull over. Don't close your eyes. Yeah, just really <laughs> don't close your eyes. <laughs> We're not recommending that. <laughs> but uh, find what feels like the the correct alignment for you. You might be sitting up. You might be lying down. Uh, you might be walking. But find a sense of alignment so you feel. Prepared to gather your attention and awareness, and we're going to bring it all behind a single breath. Feel free to close your eyes and take any other preparation that you require. And then find your way to a sense of empty in preparation. And then with all of that attention, all of that focus, awareness, presence, notice all of the qualities, all of the sensations that are there for this next inhale as you Bring it all in 
And if there's a moment of pause there that feels appropriate, stay with that. But if you're ready for a very mindful, attentive exhale, start to be with that exhale for as long as it is required. And maybe you close with a moment of pause as well. Did you get a chance to do the breath? There's a lot of talking going yeah. on. So I'll, I'll, okay, so I'll, I'll talk now and you do a breath. Thank you. Because, yeah, off you go. You know how to do it. Um, <laughs> it's a, that's the danger about introducing a somatic practice into a podcast is that you end up so freaking zen that nothing more is said. Right? <laughs> it's something we like to do at the end, but you just threw a spanner with your hole. Let's do it now. <laughs> Let's start off. Please hit now. Please Actually, one of my other favourite things to do is, is state changing, things that are state change. Mm. And that, um, do you know that one where you put your hands on your shoulders, your elbows are lifted, and you just do a, a twist? Uh, yes, very um, Kundalini. Very Kundalini. Yes. As it comes from the Kundalini lineage. <laughs> the thing I like about that is, like, it doesn't matter what you take into that, at the end of it, you are shanty as anything. <laughs> You're just like, ah. Uh, a little bit of twist. It's funny. Cerebral fluid, brain. <laughs> it can make me really dizzy. Yeah. Or just I get very um, uh, wheezy. I do a lot of the twisting because oh, it yes. scatters you on the lungs. Ah, actually, yes. I found up the body work. It's very fascinating. Yes. I do fast twisting. Yes. It's very fascinating. Have you ever done fast twisting with your mouth open? Mm. It's so weird. Is it doing you, do, you use a bit of breath of fire? Do you do that in well, the knee when you're doing it? No, you don't. Not not in the twist. But okay. if you open your if you if you breathe through your mouth, you get this kind of. Don't, 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 don't try and breathe. Just just let it happen. I mean, we really should be videoing this. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it looks amazing. You can try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We look like washing machines. It's really cool. It's, so just try it one time. It's so weird because you're you actually the you can uh, hear and feel the air being pressed out of your lungs. Mm. And it's quite the weird, it's, I do it with my students sometimes and they're just like, Ooh. Yeah. sort of like that relationship between the internal and the external world is, is opened up and you're like, oh, I don't know what I think about it's that. It's a funny thing as well. People are like, oh, I don't want to feel my own lung. You're like, isn't it weird that it's actually right there and you couldn't get more you yeah. being in you and you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't oh, want to do that. Oh, no. Oh, I don't want to talk oh. to my liver. You're like, you do. Yeah. Liver wants to talk to you. Liver, liver, yeah. liver, liver, liver. Liver, liver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've digressed. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we rabbit holes, didn't we? Basically, this year you should talk to all of your organs. Yes. It's essential. Yes. Essential. And really to integrate. Mm. What a great resolution. Yeah. It I've is a been great asking resolution. people that, like, what – what is, and and also asking myself how to ask that question, which is really I think it's great. an interesting word, isn't it? Resolution, because it's like it, it 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 has a end, a feeling of completion. Yeah, know? right. Like re resolute. There's resolved. so much fail, failure yeah. in it. Like yeah. I failed. You know, I, yeah. I got to day five and then I I fell off the wagon. You're like yeah. so basically, it's just quite disempowering. Yeah. What's an empowering way to be like? I choose to to do this, or I yeah, choose to start. Yeah, what are you inviting? On. Do you inviting in? It's the New Year's invitation. It is. Or aligning to. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What are you aligning Becoming to? Becoming aware of. Becoming aware of. Mm. And uh, you know, I've been asking that you know on Facebook and stuff, and just seeing what people come up with, and mm. it's quite interesting. Because share some, share some highlights with us. Um, I am somebody that can was a friend of mine. Oh, nice. really? I love that. Reclaiming his power. Um. Yeah, can't think of anything else right now. 
I mean, that was a that's solid a highlight. Yeah. yeah, solid highlight. <laughs> there we blanked go. out all the rest. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but why not? Why not create these moments of reset? Um, you know, and my morning practice is kind of almost this reset as well. Mm. Every time it's like I allow whatever to come in needs to and, and allow this practice to do whatever it needs to do mm. to allow that next thing to happen. And do you think that that kind of, in a sense, takes you back to this idea of privilege? Of waking up and being like, I'm inviting this in, you know, this this reset because there is the privilege that I exist for another day. Yeah. And that we think about it like here it's is a beautiful new way year. to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Of it's, you know, to like gratitude practices and some of the things we start with is can your first moment of gratitude be when you first open your eyes to say, I'm so grateful that my eyes opened again because another force did that, right? Yeah. Where where did we go, you know, in that sleep land, which is something else that we're experiencing. And then we we wake up. And how often we're like, oh, I woke up again. We're like, but isn't that amazing? Mm. What a profound gift to be given. Mm. And if our morning practice is riddled with that, and then we walk in with the sense of privilege from a daily basis as opposed to my whole year has to be this or I'm not going to eat chocolate, you know, one of these sorts of ridiculous things oh, that yeah. is so generally very self-abusive as opposed to self-empowering. Right? I have been caught in a, a self-abusive relationship mm. for my whole so, life. Um, all or nothing, mm. um, and tomorrow. Mm. Um, <laughs> she's a great place tomorrow. Yeah, she's all a great the good place things tomorrow. happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everything happens tomorrow, and that's the teenager. I quite like to look at actually. I quite like to look at trauma in the three stages of life, like mm. child, teen, adult, and you know we all often talk about the inner inner child, mm. but the inner teen man. If, if you're me, yeah. that inner teen was online and running the show up until a couple of years ago mm. and still has a quite big presence. I mean, mm. it's why I've got broken things and, you know, stuff is because the inner team was like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's get pissed. And then we'll do yoga in the morning. Um, you know. Tomorrow. But, t- tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And yeah, I was great tomorrow. Yeah. My, I didn't feel worthy of of an adult life where, yes. I, where I filled my cup and took mm. responsibility. I only felt worthy of fighting. Yeah. Mm. You know? Teen oh, angst. Yeah. Teen angst, man. Uh, so, on the trauma front, you know, like inner child work not taking away and it's amazing and birth trauma and everything, but you're so right, the, the inner teen gets a little bit neglected. And when you understand, we think of all those moments, like how, I mean, basically those kind of, what, five, seven years, whatever it is, it's just so awkward. There's so much turmoil. There's mm. so many of these big emotions that just come like a thunderstorm. Mm. And no one's generally giving us any of this, no co-regulation. There's kind of no support. It's just like, oh, that's just what it is. Or get over it or get it's up. It's just or do hormones. Your... Right. Like, it feels like a lot more than that. It's just this. And we're like, we were talking about earlier, you know, what's the solution base? How do we empower our teenagers or how do we empower our inner teenager to say, hey, it was okay mm. and, I, and I love you and come with me and you, mm. maybe you're not going to drive. You are swimming in a world of who am I and maybe not asking that question mm. and or not having the practices to do the inquiry of that question, that existential inquiry that's kind of in your face as who am I who am I stepping into adulthood while I'm kind of dragging myself out of childhood mm. and kind of wanting to be back there where the lollies are mm. and all of a sudden in that direction is jobs. Mm. I like to issue something you guys said on the previous podcast about um, 
I think it was around judgment. See, I really was listening. This yeah, is a comprehension, amazing. comprehension yeah. test. Um, but you were saying something along the lines of um, as teenagers or as children, we realize that we are going to be judged. So mm. we judge first. Mm. And I see that. And I, I just, oh, my Lord, you know, I see mm. the teenagers actually becoming horrible people because mm. they're afraid that they will be. And it's like, oh, that's just so sad. Yeah, the FOMO virus, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Massively. And then and then the how cruelty is is sort of born and manifested. And this understanding that we all have, I'd call it like an inherent evilness, a, a, a cruelty, a shadow side, as it would be called. Mm-hmm. And when it comes out from a disempowered place, it's mismanaged, right? When it can come mm-hmm. out in, a, in an empowering way, it's like, oh, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're kind of sitting with it like, what do I do with all this shadow? <laughs> but that comes to also how, how useful language is, right? Mm. Because um, I, I remember when my son got into his first relationship and they broke up, he didn't know what the word empathy was. Mm. You know, and I remember when I learned what the word empathy meant and I was like, how can our children or how can we break up and have empathy for another person if we don't even have the word. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And so I think it's really important for us to empower our children also with that same If you didn't have that word, how, how did that relationship actually go? Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 I think we're getting better, mm. you know, and I think that that's sort of what I was saying before to you guys is about this year coming, and I think it's it it's so mysterious. Like, for me, there's a great landing of the mystery Mm -hmm. um, because I'm feeling things and understanding things in different ways never like I never have before something will land in my body and it is it's it's felt uh, more comprehensively on more aspects of myself Mm -hmm. than ever before and I don't think that that's just me Mm -hmm. I think that that's I think it's an evolution is Mm -hmm. happening you know, and and you can. I feel when something lands, and I can feel that it is bigger than me as well. It's mm. like, oh yes, that is a truth landing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a like a tectonic plate of consciousness coming in. You're like, oh wow, but I'm still. It's so new terrain. It's mm. you know, like when will we last here as humans? Like if we go back to the yugas, what was it like? Thousands, 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 thousands. So many I, thousands. There's so many zeros, I forget the numbers. Yes. You know, it's like Eight. 346 or 426 million, you know. The, right. The, those numbers are quite hard to hold in your mind. They're really quite hard to hold in your mind. And also to hold in, um, even to hold, well, it's not even in our culture, right? No. We just have these little whispers that we've been here before. We've been in this great turning Mm. And we are in the Kali Yuga and it's, you know, the somebody actually said to me the other day, you had a real Kali energy, Annalise, and I was like, that's weird because I don't feel like I'm chopping heads off. Yeah. No, you feel much lighter than that. That's yeah. interesting. Interesting. But I think perception. the sharp mind as well, that yeah. that, that perception, that the sword, you know, mm. like the sword from yeah. the tarot, it's like the sharp mind that perceives truth. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and – a bullshit, bullshit radar, yes. as you yeah. might call it. Yeah. Cuts through the bullshit. Yeah, so. And with a lot of, you know, with confidence, I think when with this, it's this idea of awareness and being able to see it and you're like, oh, no, that's where I stand. And it can kind of come across as even 
sharp, arrogant, cocky, <laughs> these sorts of things. And it's like, it's actually just a very clear eye, sharp mm. mind and an understanding of what's truth because it's felt. And the longer you've been doing this, that you know what something feels like when it lands, mm. it can be quite quick, you know, where you're like, oh no, that's where I stand on this. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, but how can you be so sure? You know, we all like to be kind of wobbly. I don't know. Mm. Oh, it's all good. What do you want to do? And this sort of to and fro as if that's some version of kindness and the way we should be. I'm like, mm, it's a version of confusion again and, and disempowerment as opposed to it's okay to be an embodied human and know where you stand on something. Mm. But I feel like sometimes that gets, I know for myself, I've been called scary or intimidating, any of those words, just because I know where I stand. Mm. And that's just fascinating. Why would, we, why, why would we civilly want to take that away from somebody else? Mm. And then, you know, we ask, how are we not teaching our children, right? How, how, why don't they understand? It's like, well, if we can't even comprehend how to walk in truth and the ones who do get sort of pushed to the side or seen as something strange, then it's a little bit far way to go mm. yeah but back to what you were saying 2022 it's going in we say tectonic plates tectonic plates of consciousness yeah it's, it's really big i i yeah the unknown eh? do you feel to use this analogy of the plates do you feel like the plates have done the shift and now we're at the point where we go okay the plates have shifted what have we got mm. this is what this year is about or do you mm. feel like the the plates are still doing a little bit of grinding, mm. or are they still doing a little bit of settling, or are they? Yet. Yeah. Yeah. So I had I had um, a vision, and you know I, I like visions because they're like, what the hell is that? You know, it's another mm. one of those puzzle mm. pieces, and it was the the these big, uh, um, for languaging some things is tricky, <laughs> eh? but there are these big okay, like tectonic. Um, dimensions sort of coming down from behind and Mm. landing in front of me and it took a while for me to understand what I was seeing and for me what that was was these big old uh thought structures and constructs that have come from behind Mm. and they're still landing and they're landing in front of us so I think that we're going to see um you know and, and 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 when they're landing they're kind of um dissolve you know not dissolving but you know crumbling as as they're landing um so i i from from that vision and from what i feel is that there's still uh stuff to crumble yeah there's still stuff to to land and just dissolve um but i also feel that there is an impetus arising within me which is connected to my internal center that central pole which is what we call like a totem pole a pole um that is it's starting it's like a light beacon it's like a and i can feel that others are doing that too and we are we are to come together and one of the things that landed for me just the other week very critical very critical is to you know how you guys talked about the world that we want to create yes. to become very familiar with that feeling because if i say netflix and dystopia can you get it in your body <laughs> it's so obvious right it's yeah. so there yeah. we need to be able to access the somatic feeling of the new earth mm. by practicing mm. right Mm. And then we need to resource ourselves with that as our bullshit radar, like you were saying before. Mm. And not necessarily a bullshit radar, 
but a, an alignment tool. Mm. So when we're having a conversation, how do because there are going to be there are literally a lot of conversations that need to happen. Yeah, agree. Yeah. A lot, and and that's about finding your your people, your tribe, and creating hapu, which is. Um, the name that we use for, you know, like smaller tribes. Iwi is our big tribe, which has become something sort of quite commercial. Hapu is usually created around the land space that we live in. So we need to, I believe, we need to start having those conversations in Hapu about what our combined central po is and our kaupapa, like our our rules of engagement. So we've always got something to align to. But we need, first and foremost, on the south, to be resourced with knowing what that feeling is. And if that feeling is not in that conversation, because I'm I'm seeing, you know, like a lot of talking that's going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, can this conversation come to that place? If it can't, then it's like, okay, this is not my conversation or this is not my part because, I, sorry, I, just, I know I'm on a bit of a spear here, but no, no, one no, of the can't. things I feel is that, we need to be stepping into our roles mm. and that's critical as well um, because I cannot be everything. And this is part of yeah. the reason why I think that this is so important that we have moving into this place is because so many of us have tried to do so much in isolation for so long. Mm. Yeah. So if I'm connected to my feeling, my understanding and my resonance with New Earth in my centre, when I'm conversing with this person, if I'm not resonating with you, it's because our relationship, it doesn't mean that that person is not yeah. you know, in the conversation. It's just that my functionality would be better mm. directed with this other person because when I'm with this person, I have this resource of feeling and it's connected to what I want to create. Yeah, And that's, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of, we don't, we don't, move like that we don't yeah that's not how we've done it in the past but i feel and it's subtle and i feel that that's becoming really it's going to become really important so how can we meet create that feeling do the visioning say the words say the right questions that invoke the feeling how can it become familiar 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 and how can that be our touchstone for communication as we create the constellation that we need to create hapu yeah I love it. And then I love the double meaning of the word hapu being about birth as well because the the moment of pregnancy, the -hmm. the hapu is is that same meaning of like creating your own tribe within yourself Mm -hmm. and that that birthing process of of coming to this this new place, this new earth is is very important. Um, So for those those listeners, you know, in the sense we're talking about, I mean, what we refer to as the from bullshit radar, but I much prefer what you've said and this this alignment, alignment from radar. yeah from your center with, with another person. And you know when you first start to kind of have let's say that for the sake of it the sense of awakening or sort of moving in and kind of looking at things and wanting to align yourself in a different way and finding the alignment within. But then a lot of your relationships or people you don't tend to find that. What is your take on that navigation for people in relationships? You know what I mean? Well, love everybody, right? Yeah, you know, love everybody, but give your time to those who are going to amplify, um, strengthen, and carry forward your truest vibration, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's super clear because I, I would call it a form of spiritual bypassing. You know, when we come into this, and then it's like, 
you, you know, you're interacting with someone who's been in your life and it's like, well, this doesn't align with me right now. So you're wrong and I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, when we say in the yoga path, it's like you lead with ahimsa, you lead with the kindness first. Mm-hmm. And then satya is second. It's the second principle for a reason that you're not, you're loving everybody, right? <laughs> and it's so important to remember that in this form that it doesn't mean you have to attack somebody else to align yourself in a different way in the yes. work that you're doing. Oh, you know? I mean, you know, like growing through, contra- like uh, establishing yourself through contrast is like it, it's – it's painful, mm. you know, finding out who you are by who you're not. Mm. It's yeah. like, oh, fuck. You know, and, and that goes back to the teenagers. We it's all did it. It's such a long time, you know, yeah. those teenage years and if you're still holding on. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's hard and it's hard for everybody. Mm. Um, well, this bizarre thing of like for me to be in this kind of spiritual path, this, you know, this evolution, I've got to, I've got to push those people away. And we see this quite a lot even when we're talking oh, about it. It's yeah. that to say no, you know, it's not what it's about, but that confusion because this sort of world or this kind of the dark magic or the cyber conditioned into is so based on competition and pushing people out of the way that you translate those old limiting beliefs into this new walk of life where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I better just push you away because that's what I've known, those, mm. those beliefs. And to be like, you can be much gentler <laughs> with mm. yourself and with those relationships. And I know because I did this, I did not have the the knowledge, you know, the, or the support at the time where it was kind of like, oh no, I've got to really speak this truth and had it done to me in the same way. And it's so, well, it's so violent really. And to say to those who, who are there, it's like, you don't have to lose anybody. You know, you don't have to push or force into this moving forward or, or, you know, you might want your life surrounded with more alignment and truth, but it doesn't mean that you have to lose other things. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like love. It's that understanding is expansive but when you've come from fear, you believe even love would be contracted, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of touching on that, the somatic feeling of do you know what the somatic experience of love is in your body? Mm. And if you can hold that, you can hold it when you're holding your center, right, in, mm. in any of the relationships. You don't, basically, in summary, you don't have to shit on anyone, period, mm. ever. Yeah, and I think it's important to understand that constellations move. <clears throat> and, um, you know, at the moment, my family constellation, my parents are very far away from me, mm-hmm. um, you know, physically, and, you know, we're just in different planes. Mm-hmm. But the connection is still, the relationship is still one of love. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and that's that's fine. And that because it's love and it's a resonance of love, it's fine that they're all the way over there. Mm. And, you know, the, there are people that have moved out of my life and people that move, you know, it's a flux, right? Mm. Everything's constantly moving and that and that's okay. And it's okay if people's opinions take them in a different way. That's fine mm. too, you know. doesn't mean that they have to be in opposition or wrong to me. It just means that they're just, they're just orbiting in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Actually, it reminded me of something, and I don't know which bit it was, but one of my principal... No fluffing around with the things on the table, Annalise. Sorry about that. Um, one of the things that really helped me in life is the little little nugget that everything is medicine. Mm. And that really helped me understand that every situation that I was in was actually healing me. Mm. And that was really great, you know. It, I, I'm just I've literally just inserted that into a, into the conversation it's because, very well timed oh, well, yeah. it lands very that's the perfect puzzle piece yeah beautiful yeah. and we just have this it's question all about so often dosage, of right? like what to do in relationships and 
you know, we, we see it because of the way we run trainings. We see people when they're first just opening the door of like, I think I want to learn this thing. And then it's like watching everything crash down. And you're like, it's actually beautiful. And it's a lifelong process. And you become very familiar with it. And there is a flow and a flux. But knowing exactly that, that everything you're presented with is medicine. Kind of like we talked about before the sun. The sun doesn't want to hurt you. Life doesn't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Other people actually don't want to hurt mm-hmm. you. And just because they differ from you or they're very far away and, and whatever it is, it's not a reflection of love or you or you do know those things. And it's, it can be complex because the systems that we're born into are very limited and fear-based. Mm-hmm. And that unpacking is actually, you know, it's, mm. it's huge. So I think it's a perfect, mm. yeah. a perfect statement, sentiment. Yes. It's, yeah, that's interesting. You know, when you, when you talked about that limited thing that we're into, you know, born into this limited construct, can't you just feel that? Mm. Yeah, it's like, like a, it's like a second womb, right? Like you come out of that womb and you're like, oh, space. look how much more space I've got. Yeah. And, then, and then as you grow, you're like, wait, I don't think I have that much space. Wait, wait, it's so constricting in here. Yes. How do I get out of this one yes. now? Yes. yes. And is it, I can't remember, um, Stanislav Grof. Oh, yes, Stan Grof, yeah. And he, he talks about the um, psychedelic experience as, as, a, as a process of, of rebirthing and that, that, that you have this moment of the squeeze mm-hmm. and then you push, push. Mm-hmm. and then you break through mm-hmm. and it's like we're constantly in these moments of of rebirthing mm. of like back in mm. crush and it feels like we've been squeezed for these last 18 months maybe two years 65 generations yeah <laughs> <laughs> right yeah yeah, and, and nested hierarchies of squeeze. Yeah. There's the there's the the grand one. Yeah. And then there's the current very more of the micro one, this current situation that we're in. And that maybe there's a double squeeze going on with the big one and the one we're in, and now we're about to go. Yeah. Really, and we're really also stretched. we're also um, you know, pinned in by our own traumas. Mm. So, you know, it's it's a whole lot of holding patterns that that we're um transcending but you know as soon as we well personally as soon as I come to that center place right where all flows it's just like it's almost like stepping off the stage again it's just like that's right (laughs) yeah yeah well I can be me I don't have to be this character on the stage yeah wow and what what magnificent Mm. oh there's a word oh magnificent magnificent and there is so much magnificence (laughs) there really is so much magnificent and isn't it magnificent it's so magnificent and it it, it can feel i think you know we've seen many especially in our more recent podcast talking about what's going on and the the actual anger frustration rage that it brings up because of this sense of that squeeze or just the, the pressure and the coercion that we're experiencing and it's such a bizarre experience for us because we're like well, we really enjoy our lives, right? Mm. We live in a lot of magnificence, a lot of privilege, a lot of beauty, a lot of joy. And then it's the perception of, I know for myself, I'll be like, yeah, but it's what's happening. It's the, it's the fear of the, um, the future chaos mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the fear of what's happening to others. Even mm-hmm. though none of these people are around me, mm-hmm. right? In my world, it's actually fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm sort of living in that way, which is a very limited and old kind of way to be. Mm-hmm. And also wanting to give a voice for those who are experiencing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like being in a, 
in a in a, a, a spicy soup, you know, mm. just sort of mixing around with all of these different things and holding the magnificence and the kind of fear of chaos all at the same time. And so when talking about the resolution and that moving forward, it's like how can this be more, I want to say streamlined, but held in a sense of balancing. I think we're talking about the right mm. and the left, you know, that hemisphere of the mm. brain and 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 the body, and then you coming back to center of I can exist in both, right? Mm. It's like there is the sense of fear, this chaos, this what is going on and, and where do I need to keep my feet grounded so that I'm looking to understand where I align and how I choose to move forward and also being in complete awe of the magnificence of each day, you know, mm. and, and taking in the sunrise and being outside and, just, you know, you spoke about taking your shoes off and feeling feeling the earth and all of these things that we have. It's just such an interesting time. Mm-hmm. to be alive really when mm. it's there is going on and you have all this access to these phones and and the information that's portraying so many stories of fear mm. yet when you look at when you look at your life what are you actually seeing what mm. is that reality mm. yeah. yeah that's that's true that what is actually here i had a friend that would come over and he would bring COVID over every time yeah and um <laughs> you were just I, getting sick i yeah. just i was just saying it's it, the only way that COVID is here is because you've bought it. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, listeners, dear listeners, I'm not talking about he physically bought it. He's <laughs> bought it in his being and in his conversation. Otherwise, it wasn't here. For me, and the, the, a thing that is fundamentally so important, and we haven't really got completely there yet in our conversation, but is that re-entry into Gaia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, have you ever, ha- maybe you've had a similar situation or something like this, but have you ever heard the wind talking about where it's been? Mm. I've, I, well, it, can, you know how you grow to the subtle, right? Mm. One time wind, wind is a very, very good friend of mine. Here's that's, a uh, helicopter riding the wind. Or yeah, that's maybe, the five O yeah. coming in. They yeah. hear that yeah, our consciousness was too high. Yeah. Like, like, it's going to bust this shit up. Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so me and wind are really good friends. I, we, we, the consciousness of wind, we, we, I met um, about 20 years ago. And um, one day wind arrived at my house and <laughs> like this. And I was like, what the f- and I ran outside and I was like wind and wind was crazy like wind had lost its mind okay that's weird that wind might have it wind is a consciousness without a doubt Mm. and it was mental it was like a rabid dog and I was standing there shouting at the wind wind it's me wind it's me and wind couldn't see me and in there I was standing there (laughs) my neighbors must love me I'm standing in (laughs) there yelling wind it's Anna it's Anna and the wind just dropped and came up onto my face and I was like what's wrong and it just went and then left and I was just like what the actual f was that about wind left my neighborhood went to Albany out these ways and ripped the shit out of the whole suburb Wow. Ripped. Now, so this is just going back to you, what is actually present? And what is actually present when we are in a whole new relationship to the world? Mm-hmm. And I was literally experiencing, wind had been somewhere. 
and wouldn't had dealt, not dealt, or experienced. There's the wind now now going, yeah, Yeah. I remember that. Had experienced something that was, it was trauma. Mm. That was trauma. I was experiencing Mm. the trauma manifested in nature. Mm. And it seems like the way you're Mm. describing it, it seems like a gathering of trauma as well. Yeah. Not just just a single trauma, but a big gathering of it. And I I wept, like after, when Wynn left, I just wept. And I was like, you know, it was, um, you know, it was, it was pain. There was so much pain. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, and you know, what is it going to be like when we, we rent, re-enter into that relationship? Yeah. And my friend, she's this lovely, happy woman. She's a bodhisattva. She goes, yeah, well, they've got the internet, but we've got the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I just was like, well, what is that? You know, what is that like? Yeah. What is that? What is oneness? Mm. like mm. what is what is con- connectivity like when it's embodied and real and connected to what is the earth like yeah. a, a, a consciousness a battery a you know um, a, a, a conduit like all of I, the above all of the above What's it going to be like when we step into right relationship Ooh, yes. with ourselves mm. and with nature? Because that's the only thing that's fucked us up, yeah. right? The only mm. thing that's fucked us up is we've lost our connection with our mum. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right? And collective birth trauma. Collective of, birth of, trauma. Of being birthed out of this earth and not, not knowing where she went. Where'd yeah. she go? Yeah. Where's, Relying where's it mom? all on a human yeah. who was just doing like a little part-time job to get you, you know, here you go, I'm going to feed you and house you and all these, these lovely little things. Mm. But your mum is here. Yeah. We were forgotten. With you it's always. So under your yeah. feet. Under your feet. And then, you know, the sun, father sky, yeah. father, you know, they are just, this this body, this thing that we like to embody is earth. earth. Mm. It is earth. <laughs> This is this this is little tiny bit of us. It's like little tiny bits like this big. Very small. Very small that are from somewhere else. Mm. Little bit. And the rest is just organic matter yeah. that's fed, nourished, given, given, given. The an- Anamaya Kosha. Anamaya Kosha. Mm. Anamaya Kosha. Anamaya Kosha. Anamaya Kosha. <laughs> so if you were to say to our listeners, what can they do? What's something that they can do if they're like, oh my gosh, I want to speak to wind. I want to feel this connection. I want to walk back home to my mother. Mm. What can they do? Well, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting one, eh? Because we all live in such different circumstances. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I <clears throat> the privilege of where I live in West Auckland. Wow. In the hills. In the hills mm. with massive trees. Near the water. Okay. Take your shoes off. Mm. Earth, yeah, you know, get your bio electrical circuit sorted. Go for a fucking swim, mm. right? Yeah, go all for, the time. Go for a swim. Get naked. Oh, actually, share your microbiome with the land that you live on. Mm. So eat something from your land, like even if it's a weed, like you know, like a dandelion. Dandelion, great place to start. Yeah, mm. eat a dandelion. Um, take your undies off and walk around on your lawn. Um, brush your hair outside. Let your microbiome feed the microbiome of the land, and then take it back and start this reciprocal relationship. And even even better, take it to the breath. 
breathe in the environment and breathe mm. out your prayer. Your prayer is your microbiome to the mm. land. And start just even entertaining the idea that that is real. Mm. No, because that's real. real. Yeah. yeah. That's scientifically that's what happens God experience that because mm. it's and then when you are experiencing that that's when you start to meet the manu like the birds mm. like when you like for me personally when I'm like in that state and I'm like oh my god I'm like whoa I'm here the the manu the birds come in and go oh my goodness <laughs> did you hear that and I'm like me <laughs> yeah, and Elise. Oh wow, yeah, it's yeah. And then wind comes in and goes, Oh, Annalise. <laughs> Look at you walking around without your undies. How about a little tickle? <laughs> you know? And 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 then there's a majesty. Mm-hmm. Then there is a majesty. You know, and and actually when I started to enter this relationship with nature, I was like, how is anybody able to feel alone mm. on this planet that is the, not possible eh? that's the well mm. it's the biggest con yeah or, or ignorance or, or or whatever i don't know why the fuck we live like we do why somebody can feel isolated when we are connected in a breath mm. to magnificence and look all of nature's there you open up nature just rushes in mm. And just on that little tip, just, you know, like about blowing your mind with nature, lots of your listeners will know this and you guys probably know this too, but the water that we have on the planet, when I put my mind to this, is the same water that it's always been on the planet, right? Mm. It's the same water for billions of years. (laughs) And water holds a memory Mm. of everywhere that it's been, everyone that it has nourished, I mean, how can you kind of be separate when you're drinking connection, <laughs> connection, yeah. and yeah. the memory mm. of Earth mm. and all my ancestors? Far out, man! That just blows my mind. Wow, yeah. That's so beautiful, so empowering. Even hearing it, right? Your whole body is like, ah, oh, yes. yes, such yes. a knowing and a yes and a connected, and that kind of the excitement just arises. Of I know that I am. That I am. Yeah. Full stop. But that feeling when you hear that type of truth, that and there is excitement in your body, right? That is the essence of who we are. That it's like mm. we are these excited, joyful, beautiful, connected beings who were actually born here to, to play and to learn and to grow and to connect. And it's like that's the essence of all of it in the most profoundly magnificent playground. Mm. And then we kind of hide away or we're like, oh, I'm isolated and I have anxiety. And it's not to say that those things aren't real or happening. Mm. But like you say, the solution is so much simpler mm. than the interim steps we're given of, of how to deal with these sorts of things. And it's like, yeah, can you can you breathe? Can you share? Can you be out there and um, and uh, let loose a little bit? Yeah, can you Honestly. be in the garden that's there for you? Can I be in the garden? Yeah. Can I can I be in the garden? Of course you can. Can I please be in the garden? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this is the responsibility and this is why um, – you know, I was saying, find out what your resonation is of your inner po and the vision that you've got because we have a responsibility. Uh, we as, um, and talking about taking privilege into um, 
kind of that more loaded context of like, okay, we, for a start, being in Aotearoa in New Zealand, we are in a state of a place of privilege, right? Yes. Um, we have access to so much. So, and then taking it into like where I live, West Auckland, I've got, I own an acre of land. You know, I'm incredibly privileged. What, what is my, not duty, but what is my, uh, what's the word? What's my, not authority. Go with, you should go with Judy. Potential. Potential, yeah. Role. Um, my role, yeah. What's my responsibility? <laughs> there we go. Responsibility. So kaitiaki. What, yeah, what is my responsibility mm. as the kaitiaki of, one, this knowledge that we're talking about, mm. two, this uh, this place of privilege that we're in, and, and, and yeah, so what is my responsibility and I think we this is why we need to have these conversations is mm. because we need to understand that we are in a place of privilege and we are responsible mm. and we actually need to get the fuck on with it, yeah. start modelling it mm. and start having those conversations that are going to bring, because there are people stuck in cities mm. and there are people stuck in mindsets and there are people stuck in intergenerational trauma. Mm. They are stuck. Yeah. With all the theory, left, right and centre, that's great, but they're still stuck. Yeah. We're not. So we need to get that PO shiny. We need to get it aligned with other people's mm. PO so it's resilient. And then we need to start making uh, exit strategies for these people, yeah. you know, as much as possible. Oh, 100%. That is what an intention moving into the year. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Can we um, yeah. seal it off there? It was so beautiful. Mm. Your wisdom is so beautiful. Mm. Um, again, it was mm. lovely to have another conversation. Yes. Yeah. Can I just finish with a little song? Oh, oh we would yes. love that. Okay, yes. this is a little one that was taught to me by my friend Kerry. It goes, let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. There could be someone down in the valley trying to come home. It could be me and it could be you. Could be a brother or a sister too. There could be someone down in the valley trying to come home, trying to come home. Let your little light shine because we need it. We need it. (laughs) And sing songs. Yeah, sing silly little songs. Keep the song going. Keep the spirit alive. Oh, yeah. Mm. We are going to leave it right there. The Radical Awareness Podcast. 